what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, musicians, artists, innovators, people in and around the world that are doing their thing. They're on their vibe. They believe in something bigger. They believe in chasing their passion, probably going way outside the status quo. And you're probably often misunderstood, which is completely okay because we're all on our journey. And so too are our guests that come on the podcast every week too. Um, they are just like you and I. They are they are living, breathing human beings on their journey. And no matter where they're at in that journey, they're experiencing something as well. And you know, we always say we don't like to glorify or glamorize and success because it's not overnight. And success is really different for every single person. But it's about what are we learning about ourselves in the thing that we believe in the most that we're building upon. And that's how we humanize and we connect all of us. I'm Matt Gottesman, founder and editor-in-chief of HDF Magazine, uh, Hustle Sold Separately, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. I appreciate this global tribe that we have. This thing is getting massively big, by the way, and I'm really, really appreciating and have a lot of fun watching the people comment and reply and post and share the podcast we exist because you exist. So I'd like to just kind of extend that gratitude uh, as I as I always do for you guys. And you guys can always reach out. You know, I answer every single DM. I answer every single comment on my wall, at least until the first million. Once we get past that, then <laughs> maybe the first five minutes I'll do it. But I appreciate all of you. We have another great, amazing guest. Um, I'm really excited to have her on the show today. And um, the theme that we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking, we're going to be addressing the ups and downs of a writer and being a writer and, you know, how to deal with critics and what goes on in that. And, you know, who better than Melanie Fontana, who is a multi-platinum billboard number one songwriter. Uh, hey. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Thank you for being on. I, 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 I gotta, I gotta tell people like your, your background with Justin, you know, so Justin Garza, who's also on the show, and he said a while back, you got to have her on the show. I'm like, done. Like, don't, why are you telling me? Just, you have the link. <laughs> you know? I was like, just sign, just, just, just tell her, just, just put it in the schedule. Let's do this. And, um, uh, your background, he sent to me, is, is phenomenal. I got to share with the rest of the world. I know as an artist, you're humble about it, but I got to tell people that, you know, you, you're recently noted for co writing Boy with Love for Halsey and BTS. Uh, which landed uh, you guys in the Guinness Book of World Records for most viewed YouTube video in 24 hours, as well as most viewed music video in 24 hours. Uh, congrats on that. Uh, in the weeks prior to that. Oh, my God. Right? Crown, a song. This yeah. is, I don't know if he know if you knew how much he gave me, but he's in the weeks prior to that, Crown, a song, Melanie, you, that you co-wrote, was released by the Korean boy band TXT. Crown shattered a similar world record for most views on K-pop MV in 24 hours. And then you also, the single was just awarded a platinum certification by the RIAA, making Boy With Love only one of 10 singles in the U.S. to earn that status so far in 2019. 
You also have songs and singles recently released with Halsey, BTS, Britney Spears, The Chainsmokers, Justin Bieber, Rehab, Dava, Aaron Carter, Sean Hook, uh, Corella, The Band Perry, Astrid, and more. In Asia, you have uh, singles and album releases with uh, Girls Generation, Everglow, TXT, Minzy, uh, Flow Sick, Island, uh, Tiffany, BP Rania, uh, Melody Day, uh, Kumikota, Jay Park. Um, you're also known for co-writing BTS's single Euphoria off of their number one billboard and RIA certified gold album, Love Yourself. Answer, uh, you've also co-written songs and collaborated with <clears throat> Will I Am, Afrojack, uh, Megan <laughs> Trainer, <laughs> Icona Pop. Uh, uh, who else we got on here? Um, Marshmallow, of course, of course. Uh, Lauren Christie, Leland, um, The Stereotypes. Benny Benassi, uh, Gray, Jake Miller, Marty James, Jordan Knight, Nick Carter, TLC, Simple Plan, Josh Kelly, and Lady Antebellum. Um, you are not busy at all. <laughs> no, I'm not busy at all. I just, you know, I have all the free time. I pretty much do nothing. I just, like, you know, sit around in my pool and float. Right. For days. <laughs> right. right? Isn't, that's what social media would have well, you believe, right? <laughs> social media would... Social media might have you believe um, I have some free time, but it's just like those like few minutes I get between session. I'm like to my husband, I'm like, babe, quick, take a picture of me doing something normal. So I can post <laughs> it on Instagram. <laughs> Pretty much. That's my life. But I do work a lot. Um, I'm like a self-proclaimed workaholic. Mm-hmm. I really don't feel happy when I have too much free time. Right. So I'm kind of exactly where I need to be, I think, emotionally, with all of the work and the writing and the sessions. You know, you're remarkable. Um, the work ethic is, and, and it makes sense why you would be aligned with Justin. And I want to hear, like, I, as I mentioned, the first question is always the same. How how do we get to here? I mean, that is an impressive um, run. Uh, and given your work ethic, you've probably been at it for a long while. And I want to, I want to hear how, you know, you can go as far back as you want. I mean, some people, they start at birth, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, it's really up to you, but no, but like, where, where did this all start for you? How did this happen? How did we get here? And then from there, let's start talking about kind of like what it's like being, you know, uh, from the writer's perspective and, you know, we'll, we'll just take it from there. Sure. I mean, oh my God. I mean, let's start way back. I think my mom went to a concert while she was pregnant with me. Probably. Probably. <laughs> no, she did. She went, She actually did. She went to a monkey's reunion concert in 86. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, mama. So uh, I think, well, to be honest, I've always had an interest in singing and songwriting. You know, I, I tried to do the normal kid stuff, you know, the base, you know, softball teams and basketball, and I just failed so miserably at being what most people would consider like, you know, like a normal kid from New England, you know, just like sports here and there and maybe a music lesson once in a while. No, it was like I was so full force into singing from such a young age that I can't even remember a part of my life where it wasn't the the focal point of my existence. I begged my parents to let me do voice lessons as a little, little kid. And my mom was like, you know, I'm not a stage mom, you know, I'm not going to push her, but I'll, I'll let her have the lessons, you know, I'll take her every week or a couple times a week. And for me, that was the center of my world was, you know, singing and then I, you know, get little notebooks and just write, write little poems down and have a little melody in the back of my head to each poem. 
And for some reason, I could remember the melodies to every little poem I wrote. So I guess I started songwriting when I was like probably between the age of 12 and 14. Hmm. And I never really stopped. I just kept writing these songs in my notebook and constantly just, I feel like I would listen to what's on the radio and constantly compete with that. Even as a 13 year old, that was what I was doing, listening to what was hot and then trying to write a song just as good. And from there, you know, in the, as the dawn of social media, you know, was upon the world, I created a MySpace music page. I would reach out to people and hope, you know, producers, because for me as a kid, I used to be more interested in who wrote the song, even sometimes more than who was singing it. So I would find people on MySpace that I saw like in the CD jacket <laughs> and reach out to them and hope they would write back. And most of them didn't write back until one of them actually did. And uh, that producer ended up inviting me out to LA, you know, and having me audition to be in a girl group that he was putting together. And I was like, this is the best thing that could ever happen to me. And uh, that girl group ended up flopping so hard. In fact, it flopped so hard. We didn't even have a real name. Like the girl group didn't even get a name. (laughs) (laughs) The no names. It was so bad. (laughs) And I had spent, I legit spent all of my money that I was, I'm the only one who moved from New York to LA to be in this girl group. So I spent all my money moving and like making a life in, in Los Angeles, whereas all these other people were kind of already here and they, you know, they had to sacrifice a little time, but none of them sacrificed their entire life like, space <laughs> of existence, which is what I did. And because to this guy, he's so rich and so, you know, in the industry, like, I guess he doesn't realize what it takes for like a 22 year old to drop her whole life and change coast. Right. Cause after like about, I would say less than a year of being, with this producer trying to be in this girl group, he just dropped us. Like it was nothing. And mm. so I was on my own and I went and I had to go make money. So I left LA for a year. I rented my apartment out and I sang on a cruise ship. Meanwhile, I'm on this cruise ship singing cover songs. You know, it wasn't a glamorous life. I was living in a bunk with no window and, you know, wishing I was back in LA in the sunshine working instead of, you think the cruise ships would take you to paradise, but actually as a crew member, you're kind of stuck. So I did that for a year to save money. And I came back to LA and I just hit the ground running. There was not an open mic. There was not a session. There was nothing I would say no to. I said yes to every single opportunity that came up on, whether it be like a little showcase or a writing session to write for an artist who's unsigned. Like I just dove headfirst into writing for other people because being on the ship for the year, I watched a bunch of my friends who were, you know, who had stayed in LA get pub deals and start working with big songwriters who were writing for Katy Perry and Britney Spears. And I was just like twiddling my thumbs, counting seconds till I could get off this huge boat. Hmm. And when I did, I just hit the ground running. And that eventually led me to the songwriter named Nasri, who is the singer of that band Magic. You know, mm-hmm. why you got to be so rude? Right. He, he ended up managing me for a, him and his brother ended up managing me for a couple of years just because I met a friend of a friend at an open mic. Mm. And if it wasn't for me just saying yes to every single little opportunity that came across my plate, I just like sliced it up and 
choked it down, even if it was annoying, or even if I had to drive to San Diego, even if I had to do a session that started at two in the morning, I would do it. And so I did. Mm. And fast forward, blah, 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 blah. you know, <laughs> I, I just feel like it was that yes mentality that got me into the rooms. It was luck that put me in the right rooms, but it was drive that got me to go to those rooms, you know? I do. You know, the 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 thing is, is when you mentioned the cruise ship, and I, I feel you, like, had you just stayed in L.A., you know, it's kind of the woulda, coulda, shoulda. But I kind of feel like the cruise ship gave you that, ex- like, watching the 30,000-foot view of other people you know back in L.A. from a place that's like, you're out in the seas, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally, like, like I was yeah. in the Caribbean, and I'm watching my old friends write singles for J-Lo. Right. Write singles for Britney Spears. And I was just starving to get there to that point. And I feel like it was that starvation, that deprivation yes, exactly. of L.A., of being in, in it, that made my force that much more powerful. And I was that much more hungry when I came home. And, and I think that's such a uh, a distinct point to to make, especially to the audience, that like, because sometimes surrendering isn't like, you know, a complete like, hardship failure sometimes it's like that ability to like you want to be put in the game <laughs> you know like you you feel yeah, that hunger like look i need i need to rehearse like i need to like i need to stretch like i need like a season off like i need to chill like yeah. i can't it was so devastating the girl group thing really devastated me because i thought that was my future i was like this is it i'm gonna be nicole scherzinger you know <laughs> and it just didn't work out like that and i couldn't be more happy because while i respect and love nicole scherzinger's career i just don't know if I could do all that you know now seeing what it's like to be uh, frankly just knowing the pressure of being what what it's like to have the pressure of being a famous celebrity in the public eye and putting out these songs I I don't know if I would want to have those shoes on my feet you know you know that that brings us it's a good segue to talk about writing because I I completely get you like I I love doing things that uh, that feel so good and you want to impact the world. And so the world has to obviously know, see, or hear your art. But at the same time, I'm also not trying to do like the, you know, let me be out on the road, 250 of the 350, you know, <laughs> 56 days, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and just, yeah, it's and like, rough. It's rough on right? your voice. It's rough on your spirit. Right. You know, the tour life. Exo tour life ain't for everyone. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a, you know, you see, I mean, I give people a lot of credit. You got to really, you know, love it to just be in it, to be away from a, a grounding, from a home for, for so long. You know, I mean, I love traveling, I've traveled the world, but still like that, that's a, that's something else, you know, and then the pressures that I'm sure artists put on themselves. Now, yep. for, for you, so writing, you know, when I, when I remember when we, when I, we've been having the conversation the last few days of like, Hey, let's, let's talk about a theme. And you, you know, you brought up so many great things. We're going to talk about all of them, you know, uh, starting with the ups and downs of being a writer, especially in LA. I, I get it. You know, it's funny. Uh, I feel like, uh, the last, the last two podcasts have also been all LA. It's all LA artists right now. <laughs> I love it. I love LA. I yeah. mean, you know, but I mean, cause there's a lot of creativity, um, and, um, and movement there. Talk to, like tell tell us like what what's been it like what has it been like with the ups and downs of being a writer about LA saturated markets uh, you know is there oh. flakiness like what are we what are we dealing with here? Well, it's not just it's not really the flakiness. I mean, LA is hyper competitive because you know it's 
most people that live here aren't from LA. They, they came here because they were the best of the best in their hometown. Mm. So it's like the best of the best from everyone's hometown comes out to LA because they think they're better. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not saying we're full of ourselves, but because in their minds, they believe they need to be somewhere where they can be surrounded by the best of the best. So let's get out of our hometown. It's, it's a lot of egos coming together in one place where there's like not even enough space for all the cars to be on the road at once without everyone slowing down. Right. So the traffic of the music industry is very thick. Like it's there, it is oversaturated. Yes. Um, and it is very competitive. So that's definitely a down is like, you feel like you're competing with your friends because yes, we all meet. Like if you're in the music industry and you work like I do, you meet your friends in sessions. And then Sometimes it's hard to watch people get things you wish you had and be happy for them at the same time because you're friends. You know what I mean? It's like one of these things where you're, you're happy, but also like wondering, hmm, like, how did, how did I not reach that goal? So everything is, feels like a little bit of a double edge, like success sometimes feels like a double edged sword because you know, you're happy for yourself, but you also know, like your good friends are like, Hmm, how could I have also gotten that too? Right. It's, it, it's, there's a lot of, which also leads to a lot of fakeness, people being friends with people just because of their clout or being friends with them just because they write in a certain high level circle of writers and associating just because they want to asso- be associated. So that's definitely a down. I mean, the up is part of the down. The up is you are with the creme de la creme of the world because you can't really hang here. It's too expensive and it's too tiring. If you're not like fully in it to win it, you just shouldn't be here. You know? Yeah. So the, the ups are you do meet the top, top, top level people. And then if they're better than you, which by the way, if you're the best writer in the room, you're in the wrong room. Um, if you find someone that's better than you, then that gives you someone to look up to, something to strive towards something to some goal you know a goal to achieve you know so the ups and the downs are so intermingled it's almost (laughs) hard to tell which what what is bad and what is good because competition can be bad but it can also be great you know having friends who do exactly what you do can be awesome but it can also be really boring to constantly talk about songwriting 24 7 with all the same people oh you know it's like oh go ahead go ahead go ahead no keep going keep going I was just going to kind of expand, say, like, it's just, sometimes it's just exhausting because I find that I'm saying the same things over and over again to people. Once in a while, I'm just like, man, I just want to hang out with someone that has no idea what a pub deal is or a minimum (laughs) delivery release requirement. Because you know what? I'm tired of talking about my minimum delivery release requirement with everyone. That's cool. <laughs> with my pub deal. You, you guys come out to Scottsdale. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. You guys come out to Scottsdale. We'll have we'll we'll talk about well or we'll go to we'll all go to Sedona and <laughs> we'll go sit in a vortex. Ooh, let's bask in some energy. You know what I mean? Crystal. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. We'll go to like an aerial meditation or aerial yoga or something like that. <laughs> I need it. I you friggin' know. need it. Oh uh, man, no, I uh, but I but I but I hear you. Um, it's there's a you bring up so many many great points one all that energy in one place and you're right that's like every it's like everybody coming out of uh you know college ball to go into the big leagues and they're all going to la 
And um, you're also bringing up an excellent point about you. I, I've always believed this. I, you don't want to be the best in the room because you want to be surrounded by greatness so you can keep learning and keep growing. Uh, you know, sans ego sometimes. But, what? But you kind of want to be the best in the room. Absolutely. The Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, a constant inner battle in the mind, body, and soul because it's like, wait a minute, you sent me here to earth to be like the best damn writer or the best damn, you know, anything in in my field. So I want to be that. And I have, to, and, and mentally I have to play like that, but I got to practice like these all are better than me and they are so I can get to the level of being the best. It's a, it's a constant exactly. balance. Absolutely. Um, because we have to humble ourselves. We have, but if we don't clap for ourselves, nobody else is clapping. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes and like that's like so where social media comes in, and social media is like pretty much the devil. But um, you know, <laughs> you agree. do have to clap for yourself a little on social media in the music industry because I mean, you don't have to. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying I do because I've noticed when I go a little more silent on my social media, the sessions come in a little slower. So if I start slowing down. Um, showing uh, like posting about my accomplishments if I slow down posting about some of the cool sessions I'm in I notice that the sessions they slow a little bit because people are like oh what's Mel doing I don't know we'll talk to someone else you know mm, yeah. it's a little worrisome I hate it I really fucking hate it but at the same time it's a nice it's sometimes nice to go back and look at your Instagram like a little family album and be like oh look I did that oh remember that day Oh, I did that too, and then it reminds you, like, hey, I've I've done some shit. You know, the content. It, it, you're right. <laughs> you really are my spirit animal today. Yeah, <laughs> like, because like, I hate this. Because you know, I it, need it. It, it's like, well, yeah, that's just it. Is that um? Because like, I love doing the content. Um, and it's funny because I got, <laughs> I got. I got um, moved into this like, oh, like, so you're a writer, author, podcaster, social media guy. And I'm like, what? You know, like, because that's what I, that's the platform where I, I just, I was a secretly, I was secretly a writer for 20 years behind the scenes for like, oh, wow. for big campaigns and like, um, and for big, like, I could get <laughs> everything from getting my friends into law school, medical school. Like, I, believe me, I got you. Like, I can, I can write a symphony and the people be like, oh my God, I love you. You know, and like, but, um, wow. but then personally, personally, I wrote personally, like in my book, like I have books and stacks and stacks of books of just free writing for 20 years. So I didn't, I got to a place where I finally opened up because I had some things to say, uh, five, six years ago. And then all of a sudden people like followed that and that's what they, you know, that's what they love the most and what they want the most, even though we're so many, we can be so many different things. I'm like, well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a writer. <laughs> but I was like, but I've been doing business for like 15, 20 years. Like I'm a digital guy. Like I love digital and brands and work with big brands and big campaigns and all of stuff. Course. And they're like, yeah, no, no, cool. So like, tell me about like, how do I deal with like my inner self and my external world and, and manifestation? I'm like, well, all right. So personally, you know, we <laughs> I just go on the terrors of stuff like that. But, but just, uh, but I feel you, but cause content, um, I haven't really missed a day in about five years. Um, and it's a lot. It's a lot. And you, and I guess this is the point I was going to ask you is that um, we don't ever want to become a slave to the thing that we love because then that's where things can get out of alignment. But at the same time, you know, we have to evolve with the thing that we love too. And, and it's funny. I always thought discerning boundaries were with the outside world, but sometimes they're also with the things that we love and figuring out how to evolve with that too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, how, how have you, 
um, how do you maintain the, you know, um, the, 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 like doing the thing that you love and maintaining it in a world where they kind of have to see it so visibly, but, you know, but still maintaining that, that, that love and evolution for, for the growth of what you do. I just, I try to just limit the amount, like yeah. the time I spend doing it. You know, um, there are people that will literally just live stream entire writing sessions. You will not ever see that on my social media ever, ever, ever. I find that, um, when it's time to do my job, the phone goes down. And, uh, when I want to like post something cute or funny or like just to, you know, remember the session, I'll like do a little video, 10 second clip or a boomerang even, right. and just leave it at that. And then the world knows, Hey, Mel's working. She's still doing her thing, but also she's not consumed by the social media aspect of it. Right. I, I, I think I think I do have an okay balance with social media and with my work. I think that I do a pretty good job advertising as well as, you know, posting little life things too. And I think it's important to show you also have a life. You know, it's important to show you're not just doing music. We la- we were joking about it in the beginning, like floating in the pool all the time. Right. I'm not, but sometimes I do. And when I do, I'll post about it because it's something I'm doing and it and it um it brings a lot I want people to know that I'm not just in the studio like a machine. You know? Yeah. Well I, I think it's also good for them to see you're a human being. Like you're you're Yeah, I am a human being and I have feelings and stuff and I get hurt when I hear mean comments about my songs. I'm still an artist. Like even though I'm not an artist in the front doing the choreography and on the stage, I'm still putting my heart on the line every time I you know, write a lyric. So I still like, you know, I, I still have these feelings that of inadequacy and of, of greatness and genius. I'm genius one second and I'm an idiot two minutes later, you know, man, I'm so good. Being an artist, what being an artist is, I think is the self is a perfect, it's that balance of genius and self doubt. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, it's true. It's there are days I'm I'm like man I got this shit down and then there's other days I am crying in a corner somewhere in the ball like same. what the fuck it's am same. I doing right now this doesn't even make any sense you know couldn't, couldn't agree more my friend I'm right there with you like, what am I doing this right I like done something else right I could have it's gone in a different late. direction a lawyer right. <laughs> Uh, every other day. Honestly, it's never too late to do anything. No, I mean, it's not. It's not. Ever, ever, ever. You can start at any time in life and give it a go. And if you feel good about doing it, then you're already then you're already where you need to be. Right. And you know, I mean, at the end of the day, too, the dots have to connect some way. And so sometimes doing a bunch of random different things that just at the time feel right do bring you the dots closer to connecting over time as long as you just trust the process and, and kind of like just just move just make it happen you exactly you mentioned um you know like reading the comments and dealing with um you know i want to talk about dealing with critics uh because that was something that people don't always understand the, the songwriting you know as you mentioned when we were talking uh pre-show and you know how it works and how the co-writing works and that you know You've dealt with minor blowback before. Like, talk talk about that. Like, what what happened exactly, or what has happened? Oh, like with blowback with fans and stuff. Well, there's a difference between Western fans and Eastern fans. 
and it's a huge difference. Um, I write, I've written for Korea, Korean artists, mm-hmm. Asian artists, and I've written for Western artists. And those Western artists fans, they're just kind of like, yeah, man, cool, love the song. <laughs> or like, you know what? This isn't my song. I don't like this song, but cool anyways, because right. I love the artist. <sighs> With the K-pop and idol fans, it is war. When they don't like something you post, they will bombard you with racist, crazy, insane things. Like, they will stop at nothing. They'll call you fat. They'll call you ugly. Just because you posted one picture of you uh, being excited that a song you wrote for a K-pop band went platinum, they, they'll say, you said I wrote the song. Well, what about what happened to we? Like, didn't you write it with the band? I would say that you're just a clout chasing fat white bitch. (laughs) And imagine getting that. Hold on. Imagine getting this seven to 8,000 times in one day, which was my day yesterday, to be very honest. If I can just be completely frank, and I don't even care if the freaking K-pop fans hear this, let them hear this. Oh, go. I think you just keep going. Go all in. They will not stop me from writing with these idol groups. In fact, the more they tell me they hate me, the more deep I'm going to dive into these melodies and lyrics to write an even better song for the band they love. Right. Because hate does not scare me. I am from... New York, bitch. <laughs> I will shoulder check you onto the subway. <laughs> I will shoulder check you off the subway. I just do not take I do not take kindly to bullies. You know, especially when they bring race into it. I'm like, first of all, I know I'm white. I get it. And it is Asian music. You can't bring my race. If you're insulting me and you bring race into it, you're racist. Yeah. Like, I don't mess... I, I, like, to me, that there's a line you have to draw when you're insulting someone and you don't like their stuff. Once you bring race into it, you are ugly. You're an ugly person. If you are fighting someone and the only thing you have to grasp at is the fact that that person is a different race than you, you're ugly. And that goes for every single person. All these people that support Donald Trump that you know love him, think he's so great, support people that, you know, beating up black people in the in the street it's all it's all racist bullshit and i just do not stand behind it like all these little k-pop fans might as well go vote for trump sorry any trump supporters that are listening trump sucks i don't believe we have trump supporters that listen to us i don't (laughs) we don't don't do politics on here although although one person did once get really mad at like uh something about colin kaepernick because i I had a a lady on that uh oh yeah and and i was like but you know it's like whatever you know i i don't care like I don't like I don't care when uh, like when people when people are, are are bullying or like they're they're filled with hate. I'm like, listen to the words out of your mouth. Like I realize like, I'm not going to sit here and give you like a whole after school special because we're not going to do that. But no. like, can we? Can no, we no, though? No. Can we talk for a second? Like you do realize how you sound. Like you you do. They're like, absolutely. I'm proud of it. I'm like, cool. But that's like who you are. Then like you're the things that you are saying are the things that you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't know how to say them because you wouldn't know how I to identify you. with them. One hundred percent. And I have no idea what it is like. And and you know what? I I wish I did because you know 
the pain that comes from, you know, being discriminated against because of your race, I do not know what that is like. I don't. And I'm not ever going to claim to. And I'm not ever going to claim like, oh, you know, like they're making fun of me because I'm white. Never. But it's just so crazy when an entire group of fans start bashing you because of your race. That has actually never happened to me before. And it was kind of like, a, it was like the teeniest, tiniest, most minuscule little flavor of what it must be like to get discriminated upon racially. And so the stuff that gets said to me because I'm writing for Eastern bands and I'm not Asian, the stuff that gets said to me is evil. Like I could literally read you one right now that would make your freaking hair curl twice and twice around back and come back straight tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, if you like, feel like calling them out, go for it. <laughs> you know, I told you it was go. an unfiltered podcast. You know, go unfiltered all in. Podcast. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, and while and while you look for that too, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell the listeners. You know, the the thing is, is that like, like hate hate doesn't like win; it reveals. Hate doesn't no. hate doesn't mean that like you're making a point uh, that's even factual based. It means you're revealing. What you think you that the, you the person making the, the the remark is, or how you feel about yourself, or like ugliness is ugly. Like you can't hide that shit. So calling somebody else a bunch of names and bullying a bunch of other people is basically saying like, oh help, I have a lot of issues. But instead of me actually dealing with my own shit, I think I'm gonna put mm-hmm. it out on all your stuff. Instead of me living the life and all my dreams and everything that I thought I would always want to do, I'm gonna go bash somebody else who's living their dreams. Instead of me, literally, you know what I'm saying? So like, literally, that's, exactly. That's 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 what I, I feel is is always going on. And here's when it, the thing, huh? You can't you can't stop people from bullying you. It's the no, internet. It's never going to go away. So right. I'm not I'm not even here. I'm not here to go like, oh, stop bullying me. I'm more here to say like, hey, bullies, guess who's still standing? Guess who's still writing songs every day? I'm living my absolute dream. It's not your dream. It's mine. So your opinion does not matter in regards to my dream. You know, here's one. Stop acting like you're the reason the song broke the charts. <laughs> it's embarrassing, hun. Stop being, here's another one. Stop being so ungrateful and acting like you're the only reason BTS is successful. First of all, I never said that I was the reason BTS is successful. In fact, I'm late to the party. I started writing songs for BTS years after they were already a social phenomenon. And I love BTS and I love writing songs for them. Why would I ever, as a professional songwriter, say aloud or even tweet or you know post on instagram hey all i'm the reason i'm not i'm just lucky enough that they like my songs enough to co-write with me (laughs) you know (laughs) right so you know and it's okay it's okay but i do have to mention the blowback the blowback has been intense as of recently and only with fans of idol groups um particularly the BTS fans, the ARMY. Uh, they call themselves ARMY. Right. And ARMY is important. You know, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the fandom. This is why ARMY is important. Uh, it seems that in uh, the culture of K-pop, artists do everything for their fans, right? Whereas in the Western culture, artists do 
music for themselves to get it out there, like to purge some sort of feeling. But in, in Asia, I've noticed artists really care and they love their fans. So their fans become like a family and you pick your bias, you pick your favorite um, group member and then you choose your bias wrecker. And that's the other, me- that's a group member of the group that could take the top spot of your bias. There's a whole language to being a K-pop fan. And so ARMY is important because they're the reason, they're BTS's reason for doing what they do. BTS loves their ARMY, you know, the BTS ARMY. But then there are certain people that are, that also are in this fandom, who are part of the fandom, who literally just go on to Instagram or on Twitter to hate on people who have worked with BTS. And I think either it's probably a little jealousy because when you're, when you love a group so much, you really feel that group. You really feel, you really feel like you know them. And so when you see like some other person from some other place in the world that you've never heard of working with them, maybe that if you're an immature person, you might feel jealousy. You might feel threatened, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... I've been dealing with a lot of people who act and feel like that. You know, and I always find that it's interesting because it's also like this mysterious preparation for first they love you then they hate you then they love you then they hate you and then one day and then one day you'll you'll be like you know well you already are but i'm just saying like one day you know you'll be at like the rock status or like will smith where like they all just love you because like okay the staying power is beyond anything and like this this is just a sweet person like we just have to love this person at this point because you know like jay-z you know like they like you know i I mean nobody hates there's, I don't know one person that hates Jay Z or Will Smith uh, or the, the Rock. N- no, they don't now. They don't now. But like when the, the Rock was in the, when, the, when the Rock was in the when it was then called the WWF, but now the WWE, and he was a wrestler, and he was like the bad guy, then turned the good guy, and people took that shit seriously, and they were like, you know, you're more. You know, I was I was a I was W I was more WCW fan back then. Oh wow, you're pulling up the WCW. Oof, Ric Flair, the Ric Flair side N- of things. NW, NWO. Yeah. Rick, oh, wow. Wolfpack, That's right. That's Wolfpack. right. Wow, you really Come do know on. your shit. All right. My wrestling. I mean, not anymore, but I was of course, kind of, my my dad and I used to watch wrestling. My dad used to pile drive me all the time, and he <laughs> thought it was really funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Pile driver. No. Oh man, I used to jump off the top of um so like my sister used to always win those like those gigantic um stuffed animals at the fairs, you know like the big big ones, you know? Um oh, the ones where you like where you get the rings around the coke bottles that are like near impossible. Like absurdly large bears. Yeah, yeah the absurdly large, exactly. Exactly what you're talking so about. So I would jump off a flight of stairs to land on those things. Not always very good aim, by the way, which is probably why I ended up having yeah. messed up knees. But like, I d- like because I thought I was a wrestler. <laughs> like I would just jump off, like fly, like Jimmy the Jimmy Superfly Snooker type of like. I'd fly like that. That's, yeah, that's absolutely hilarious because my little brother used to do the same thing. Mm. They would like pile things or they move the trampoline in the backyard. And then jump off the top of the shed onto the trampoline. There you go. It was really just like some typical boy shit. Yep. But yeah, you know, when it comes to the, you know, the the, the love hate, you know, here's the thing: people can grab, like, they're grasping at straws now. They're they're you know they're they can't find any other reason to hate me. So now they're calling me ugly white girl, and I'm just like, is that really <laughs> how you want to go to bed at night? Talking some racist, weird shit 
at a person you've never met? Like, is that really your legacy? Even if you're 14 and you're living somewhere in the world, I don't even know. We are all humans. We all have the same, at the end of the day, we all want to go to bed with a smile on our face, feeling like we've done the day justice. Is that really how you want to go to bed wherever you are in the world? Saying some weird, evil, racist shit to a girl who's just trying to write some songs for your favorite band. Right, which you're, you're really, probably out there dancing at. You're, and they're probably even dancing to it and be like, I love this song. I hate you. I love this song. <laughs> but know? that's why they do it. They do it because they're bored. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, um, they're short-lived because the bigger picture here that's going on is um, you are doing some incredible, amazing work. And they're, they're outshined by um, an immensely larger population that is truly enjoying your work and you get to live and breathe um, what you love to do and um, and seal it in history. Like your art is now sealed in history. You, you know that, right? I mean, like I that- hope so. And, you know, I'm really proud of all the songs I've done, you know, from everything from my very first cut with Justin Bieber, you know, it was a Christmas song on his Christmas album. And, you know, maybe not everybody knows it, but, you know, that to me, that song is still so near and dear to me because it was the first time I ever was able to actualize myself and go like, wow, I'm really a professional songwriter because I have, I didn't know it, but I guess I have the ability to reach the heart of, you know, a pop star so famous, still so famous, but at the time, so famous and under so much scrutiny, um, that he felt it was good enough to put on his album. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, I think and, I might be doing something right. And and so, you know, I, I appreciate the the humbleness and humility when you said, I hope so. But no, it, it is. You you sealed it. Like it's, I mean, you're still going for hopefully, God bless you, years to come, of course. But like you've literally, you've contributed something that will be here long after you're gone. Um, and not mm-hmm. a lot of people can say they can do that. So like, <laughs> You already, you've already, it, it's it, it's good to operate from a place of you've already won. Um, it changes the game and, um, you know, allows you to keep kind of moving in that, that intentionality and that, um, that purpose. And so, I mean, it's, 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 it's cool. <laughs> it's really cool to see like, you know, how, how much, uh, you know, um, impact your, your writing is actually having um, and, uh, and how much the artists are appreciating that level of writing that they they feel it and want to put that you know it's it's their song that they deliver um so i mean kudos to you you know like that's uh dude hey here's and and here's the thing like the fans are very important you know fans and, and listeners are we're all humans i am no more important than a person who has just discovered a band that i'm writing for and just turns the song on on Apple Music and just goes, hey, I like this. I am no more important to them because without them, my music would not have an ear or an audience. Right. So I think that there's, it's, it's rough when you have haters because you want to, you want to be so, and I, I'm very guilty of defending myself against these people to these people. And then, you know, an hour later going, why? Why did I do that? Why did I reply? Why did I clap back? Now I look immature and insecure, but at the end of the day, it is the fans. It's, it's the, it's, it's the good people 
that count. And that is why I'm doing what I do is because I want to make, I would like to leave an impression on people that is more good than bad. So be it through a song lyric or through, you know, I try to reply. If I get comments, I try to reply to as many people as humanly possible, especially when they're good. If they're bad, I tend to either just delete or block the person. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of blocking now. That's my new thing. Reporting and blocking, re- reporting abuse and blocking. Um, but I like to reply to everyone because I want you as a person writing to me to know I am also a human with a heart and ears and eyes. And I do check my DMs. And I will reply to you if you're saying, hi, I'm a fan. I'm going to say, hi, thank you so much. Or, hi, I, I love the song you wrote for Everglow. I'm going to say, oh, my God, thank you, because that's amazing. You like a girl group that I wrote for, and it's a debut song. And it's really shocking when I see debut songs do so well. So I'm always pleasantly surprised, no matter what. You know, um, I, I it, it there's a I I believe in the balance. I think it's I think it's cool to clap back every now and then. Um, I and I'll and I'll tell you why. Uh, just just because I think this is a great topic, by the way. <laughs> so I hope you don't mind me me throwing in my two cents on this. Please. But um, Please. I I do Ew. I totally believe, and I just had this conversation a few weeks ago, and I went on a one of those beautiful tears, and I don't think I'll be able to re- repeat the exact same way. But it was like I do believe in taking the high road. Absolutely, absolutely, but. I also don't have to always do it in a way that also allows the justification of the other side's energy to be yeah. a staple in the conversation. And, um, yeah. and like, so therefore, there are moments. So I have a kind of a system online where it's either you either get blocked right away because you're, you're toxic, like you're, you're saying some fucked up shit, and I'm not going to allow that to my audience and my community, or, um, you know, like sometimes you just you get there's like a couple people here and there. You just like, oh, let's lie. Like they're they're having a bet. Like it's nothing. It's nothing drastic. Or there's a no, learning teachable moment where I'm like, all right. And I actually did this the other day. I was like, you want to dance? <laughs> I actually like I you actually started. I actually started off. I started off with my first line. I'm like, let's dance, bro. And I I went on a I went on a I went on a tear. And he he actually responded with with some. It was it was okay. Like with what he responded with, um, he was he was. You know, and then he revealed some things about himself that was like, ah, there we go. There's the rub. Like, cool. And I'm like, listen, man. I'm like, I appreciate what you're saying. I was like, now, first of all, this is, you know, and it, it, so we were able to at least, you know, hash it out. And then there's, but then there's been other people like, man, I remember this one dude slammed me. He was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it was like, um, I, it was one of those posts like, um, about wealth and about, um, uh, learn how to get paid in your sleep was the end part of the slogan, but the paid part was um, swapped out for a different word. And you know, I mean, paid was in there instead of a different word. The original quote came from Warren Buffett, <laughs> who's oh, Warren wow. Buffett. And so um, the uh, so the person was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard." I know plenty of entrepreneurs that you know that don't do well or that they do this and that they're not making this and they're not making that and like went on a tear. But I could tell that like he was frustrated. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm like, all right, first of all, brother, let's 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 get into a, a breathing exercise here for a minute. I'm like, and second, let's look at it from this standpoint of um, this, this, and this. I'm like, about the purpose of business is profitability and to have it make, uh, you know, more profitability while you are sleeping. Like, that's how, you know, money and revenue works. And I went on this tear. I'm like, and by the way, before you bash this quote, which wasn't from me, you would be bashing Warren Buffett, the original person who said that. And he writes back, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, people, they just, 
They're triggered. Because, people are triggered. People do have triggered. People are triggered. And I think that's what happens um, when we go back to discussing the difference between Eastern fans and Western fans. I think that Eastern fans are more triggered because they feel much closer to the artist than a Western fan does. Mm. And I just feel like people in the West are so detached from things, whereas people in the East seem to be much more attached and loving with the artists that they are fans of. I can't explain it. You just kind of have to see it. It's right. like I've noticed it throughout the years. I just, I think that it's triggering to see some chick in California taking what what they believe is taking doing what they believe is taking credit for work that their favorite band did right right they yeah. don't realize that there's a machine they don't they haven't seen behind the curtain the proverbial curtain yet and when they see behind it they don't like that it's somebody that's not like them maybe physically or maybe they don't like that it's somebody that isn't um fluent in the language that they're fluent in and to me, that's just like a form of, of prejudice and I don't like it and I won't stand for it. And that's why in the beginning, just to soften my initial reaction, that's why I would like to basically say to all those people, it's, you're not going to stop me. Right. It's just the hate the it's the hate you give is all the hate inside you. Yeah. So doesn't mean it's, going to affect me in any way, shape, or form. I'm still moving on with my career. I still get to wake up every day in my house with my husband, who I love, enjoy our time working together because he is my production partner. And none of that changes because you're calling me names on the internet. I just, like, you have, like, it's, the, when you spew hate, it's only toxic to yourself. Yep. Amen. Yep. Amen. What um? What do you got? What do you what do you have coming up? Are you like allowed to talk about some of the stuff that you got that you're working on right now? Ooh, um, I've been working on some new stuff uh, in Korea, which I would love to talk more about, but cannot yet reveal. Um, I have a cool Eastern Western collaboration in the works as we speak. Again, can't really talk about it, but it's going to be absolutely amazing. I've got some new music coming out with, I believe, coming out really soon with uh, a girl group called Girlfriend. And uh, they're in also a K-pop group who I love. And what else do I have coming out? What's going on here in the States? Ooh, I have a song coming out uh, on Cruella's album that I co-wrote with them. Nice. That should be coming out. I'm not sure when their album is coming out, but I'm pretty sure it's done. I'm pretty sure it's in the mixing process. And I love Cruella. They're not only great songwriters they're also good friends of mine and i've just been working i mean there's so many things i have going on that i wish i could just fill right now but give me like give me like a few weeks and then i can fill <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in the car later and be like i now know what i wanted to say <laughs> no it's just one of those things where you know when songs are like kind of confirmed but right. they're not all the way confirmed right. yet you don't want to say you have like a major single like this is not true. Gotcha. But like, I've got a Lady Gaga song coming out in two weeks. And then she like puts something else out. It's like, no, you know? it's good. <laughs> but that'll happen once in a while. That's another frustrating thing about the music industry is you, you're told like, yeah, yeah, you got the single. You got, you're, you guys wrote the single. Woohoo, celebrate champagne. A month goes by, the single doesn't come out. And then it just comes out. And it was written by like the usual people that write everything. And you're just like, of course. 
<laughs> of course. <laughs> that's when the jaded, that's when the jadedness starts coming into play. And you're like, yeah, I can't feel anymore because I'm dead inside. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel that too, actually. This is fine. The house is on fire. You're just sitting at the kitchen table like that meme of the dog where the house is burning down. And he's like having his cup of coffee. Right. He's like, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> some like the greatest that's memes like, on that. <laughs> That's literally one of the greatest memes. But yeah, I mean, when you clap, look, here's the thing. You can clap back at everyone. You can keep, you get, or you can just focus on what you're doing. And I'm choosing to kind of, I, I was clapping. Now I'm focusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's just, uh, you know, I mean, of course the famous line, like, you know, haters are a sign of that you're doing, you know, you're on the right track or that you're doing well and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, it's true. <laughs> I was, I was used to laugh when I see that meme. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's true. It doesn't mean that it doesn't sometimes like you don't feel it, but yeah, it's true. And then of course, um, just being able to just kind of like look at it and smile again. I think I did so much inner spiritual work that like now I like look at it, I'm like oh like you so you like it don't you like no I hate it like you sure because I think you like it I think you're just really upset right now <laughs> like, you know you just like yeah, like do you want to hug this out like I, I mean I don't know like maybe you need therapy I'm not really sure like I don't really know where you're at right now you know they <laughs> just look at you like go fuck everybody, yourself everybody is going through everybody's something. dealing with something that you can't Absolutely. you know everybody's dealing with something under the surface you never know but that's my th my goal as a songwriter is when I'm writing a song I want to be able to touch people um, in ways where they go, oh my God, Mel Fontana understands me. Oh, hi, cat. My cat's meowing at me. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. Did we, how long were you locked outside, babe? How long? <laughs> were you outside all morning? Or oh, she wants to be on the show. She's like, a, she's like a half, yeah, she's like, I want to be on the show, mom. Uh, she like walks through the door like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i lost my train of thought because my i realized my cat was outside this whole time and she's kind of an indoor cat so i'm like uh how long were you out there man <laughs> <laughs> it's just a few days <laughs> no. yeah, my, my 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 goal is to just be able to make people go like damn like mel read my diary like i i love when i hear songs that i relate to so hard that i'm like oh now i know how to put all those feelings i had into words because this song exists that's how I want people to feel about my songwriting, um, my lyrics specifically. And, you know, and I think you're already well on your way. And I think that that's something that, um, Thanks. you know, I think when you, yeah, I mean, outside of the, you know, yeah, fans are fans, but like, I think you're so well on your way. And it's, uh, again, like the, you solidified your place and, and at, now I don't want to, I don't want to downplay the time it's already taken you, but like yet so early on, because there's so much, I feel like there's so much life in you for, for where you're heading with all of this stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I love, like I, I've had even people on there before who like, you know, they'll be like 50 and they're like, I'm just getting started. I'm like, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's yeah, what I want to hear. I love that. You know? I absolutely love that. I, think I, I, I couldn't be more behind that. I couldn't be. It's you know? amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I mean, I think you're crushing it, uh, like beyond, uh, what the, I, I mean, you, you clearly know, but I love your humility and humbleness about it. And, but I also love you owning it too. I, I and I think, I think I, I want to bring that up because you, you know, celebrate like you, you saying when you were celebrating that, that win, like we, we have to celebrate our wins. The, it, it's important to, because then why are we doing all of this? And then otherwise, like, Where's the joy? 
And when we can actually celebrate from like joy, we shouldn't feel guilty to have joy. And I was actually, I was watching uh, Brene Brown the other night on the Netflix um, special of hers and like, woof, like it hit hard the part about like, because I, I've, I've thought about this recently, like, why do we feel guilty to have joy? Like that's that's what we're supposed to be here yeah. to do. You know, it's like our it's our it's actually was that a was that a really good was that a really good one? Should I check it out? You should you should because I I needed okay. it. It was recommended to me. <laughs> I needed it too. It was like Please, the when when we're done here, send me a link. Text me right. The link. I will. I, I want to watch that immediately. I most definitely will. Call the courage uh, on uh, on uh, Netflix. It, it's her. It was a one hour. Call like, the courage. Got yeah. it. Yeah, and that's she, fire. I love that. Right, and she. And she talked because she talked about vulnerability, shame, um, and uh, you know guilt, and all these different areas that like the what happens when we actually have the ability to operate from a place like that. Um, how much more our world opens up, like especially mm-hmm. especially when dealing with um, fame because fame. Fame is almost like the byproduct because you opened up like, and, and she even talked about how like <laughs> the thing that made her famous was the fact that um, she was doing a TEDx talk that was not supposed to be, um, she she had another one planned and then on the way back from a business trip, told her husband like, you know what, I'm going to do something completely different and then goes and does it. And then afterwards, I was like, why did I do that? That was the dumbest thing. Oh, well, like only 500 people saw it. And the thing is like today, the most watched TED Talk ever. And like, and, but she, but she, to your point, this is, you'll enjoy this part about it. She dealt with so much um, backlash of people on YouTube talking about, um, oh, you know, you know, you need more, you know, less, less vulnerability, more Botox. Um, you know, oh, like, you know, you're, you know, talking about her, you know, her body weight, like all this stuff. And I mean, it just the comments poured in of, of hate and how like, um, and how she actually dealt with it and how, you know, um, the, the fear of it, then the moving, then the dealing with it, then the moving through it, and then um, becoming to this whole other side of like, of, of what it really means. And it was so it was really, really good because it 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 embodied, it ended up helping her embody the very work that she studied this whole like, you know, she studied shame wow. for like the last twenty years. Yeah. So it's Damn. It, and it all happens, you'll see that part back towards the beginning, like the first like ten or so, fifteen minutes of it. But it was but it was interesting about how like, yeah, you know, we we do things the vulnerability is what allows us to actually completely open up to the world and celebrate a real thought. But you also have to take mm-hmm. into consideration that there's a lot of people out there that they're not ready for themselves to do that yet. So watching you was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, And also sometimes watching somebody going back to the first thing we said, like watching somebody you think is, or watching somebody do things you wish you could do is sometimes hard too. And I'm the first one to admit, I sometimes feel that way when I see somebody, I'm either not super close to or somebody that's like of my status in the music industry or like somebody I consider a peer do something great I'm always so happy for them but then there's always this little tiny scratching like tiny person in my tummy going why wasn't it you (laughs) (laughs) when are you gonna have your moment you know so it's that it's that feeling and sometimes people don't know how to deal with that feeling so they go to being really negative or they go to being really sad and as a writer as a songwriter songs are so healing and i just want to be the voice that calms those feelings for people 
Amen. I mean, you know, music is so powerful. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's so. I agree. Full, right? <laughs> I mean, mu- music. Is, I mean, literally. Like, I mean, you can even use a certain beats per minute to like actually control the body's, you know, uh, uh, mind and output. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, in rhythm. So I mean, so true. You know, so, so it, uh, yeah. I mean, you you and you get to do that. You know, so <laughs> you should kind of write a song that's like also for like a a different. Um, uh, tempo style that'll actually put them into like a, a completely like calm, sedated phase, <laughs> and then they, you know, they'll be like, today, "Man, today, I really love that girl." The crowd. Right? Yeah, yeah. Man. man, total Bob Marley going on this one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I mean, I, 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 oh, go ahead. I love that. I, it's actually a really funny image of like everyone just like kind of laying down, having a little nap, calm. Right. I mean, because, you know, because EDM, right, depends on, yeah, I mean, at EDM, it depends on the, the tempo that gets them into the the, the, the most optimal rhythmic state, right? Um, but, uh, sure does. but, uh, but could you, you know, I, I just, and I also look forward to it, and I guarantee this is going to happen. I guarantee that something's going to happen where it's such a, like, an amazing, I mean, all of your work is amazing, all of it. But, like, when it's, like, um, like a, you know, Michael Jackson Heal the World style type song, right? <laughs> style, like, you know, something like yeah, that happens. Course. And they're like, you know, she's not so bad. She's not so bad. <laughs> like, something like that will hey, happen. And if, finally- I could, if I could write another, like, We Are the World, Quincy Jones style, that would just be like... Right. That would be the pinnacle of my life. I think not even just the pinnacle of my career. That would be, that would be lifetime goals achieved. I'd love to do a new We Are the World. I think the world needs it right now. The world is really divided. Like, it was a different time. Like, I, I'll tell you, in 2010, 2011, I thought the world was on an upswing. I was so confident in in politics. I mean, I've, I've never been a very political person until recently, but. I was so confident that, you know, we had a black president, we had, you know, there was discussion that gay marriage became legal in most states and it was becoming, you know, the the LGBTQI community was becoming more visible. Like, I feel like the world was on an upswing and now it's kind of on a down right now. And I know that, you know, the path to success is never a straight line. There are ups and downs. We are on a down right now. So I think that with the divisiveness of politicians and government and voting and suddenly people care when they didn't, I think it's time for something really inclusive to happen, which is why I'm so honored to be part of this East-West collaborative stuff, like with Halsey and BTS coming together. Halsey is a goddess and she's a great human being. BTS, equally incredible human beings, all very polite and truly loving with one another you know i i think that the world needs to start coming together more often like that and you know um i feel like because you're right about success and and the path to success is never a straight line and and um no we you know it, it, it says it says that you know every next level demands a new you or in this world every next dem- level demands a new us and i feel like we got comfortable with the the uh, upswing for a while and then this complete did. chaos comfortable. yeah well and and so you know and i agree with jay-z when he when he said something so i'm going to paraphrase because i i've kind of had the same thought was that 
you know, he was asked about like, you know, how does he feel about kind of the current state of presidential things and all, all this stuff. And he says, you know, the thing is, is, you know, and like the racial stuff. And he goes, the thing is, he's like, the stuff has been here. And instead of just continuously sweeping things under the rug, you have to be grateful that things come to the surface so you can then move into, well, how do we deal with them mm-hmm. versus just simply like, well, they exist, but because we're always playing kind of nice and we're just kind of like lovey-dovey right now, like meaning like part of, and, and again, I think that's where when you watch the Brene Brown thing, you, you'll see exactly, it's that same thing. It's like, no, you can actually also like work through the thing too. And it does hurt, but at the same time, like that's the only way you get elevated and, and ascend to the next level and is dealing with the shit. <laughs> so like we have yeah, a whole lot of, of it going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. I feel you 110%. So you are going to write that song. Honored. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm you- honored to even be, I'm honored that I even get the chance to wake up each day and do what I love to do without having, I mean, there are days I don't want to write a song and I have to because right. I've already got a session booked or, you know, we've already got, you know, it's been planned for a long time, but, for the most part, I get to wake up every day, do something that comes very naturally to me, something that I don't have a boss. I don't have someone breathing down my neck all the time. It's very relaxed, believe it or not. Even though it's stressful and high pressure, it's also a relaxed life if you really look at life yeah. in the grand scheme of things. You know, I don't have the pressures of a nine to five. I get to make my own schedule. So I get to do what I love to do. And that is just, it's an honor to just live the life I'm living. I can't believe I get to be in this body, in this world, at this time, working with the people I'm working with. It's still, I still wake up amazed every day. I think you just wrote another song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't know. no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, um, you know, and it's going to be, I, I do think you're actually going to write that song. That's that level style of, um, of we are the world uh mark my words we 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 discussed it here first so when it happens whether it's yeah. a year a year five years when ten happens. years from now i, I want to be sitting that, i want to just be sitting next to that, that gets right? row ticket right to we're, the, to we're, music video filming right just i we're, i want us to all be just sitting around at like a table and be like right right did we not discuss this did we not discuss we this did. <laughs> so. i think maybe we've maybe that gives you executive producer cred huh uh, you know, I, as long as you do what you do and I get to just be there when I'm it gonna. happens, I'm cool. <laughs> like, but, I promise I'm going to. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you. When it happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> Spiritual muse. <laughs> so, oh, man, I, I seriously appreciate it. Where Where can everybody find out about you online? Um, all of them. Yes. Uh, my tribe is cool. Like, they love, they'll, they, they love you instantly just for being here and sharing your story and support you in every way possible. Where can they find you online? That makes me happy. You can find me um, um, on Twitter at Melanie Fontana, M-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-O-N-T-A-N-A. And then on Instagram, I'm at Melanie Joy Fontana. Just Melanie, but with a joy in the middle between Fontana and Melanie. At Melanie Joy Fontana. (laughs) And for any of our uh, music producers, music uh, musicians, people that follow us, uh, we've got a strong, I think I recently saw it was like 18, 19% in music. I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense now, but... Um, anybody listening, check out MelanieFontana.com as well too. But you can also reach out to her uh, at Melanie Font- uh, Melanie Joy Fontana on Instagram, Melanie Fontana on uh, Twitter. 
Um, yes. Awesome. Where uh, any parting thoughts? Anything else you want to you want to share? You, you by the way, you're welcome back on anytime. Um, I've told Justin. Justin's come on twice. I, I've told people in the past too. Like it's a journey driven podcast, so there will always be more topics and more things that that are going on of in course. the building. So please. let's let's link up like in a couple. Let's link up in like a couple months, and we'll see what has happened. Because I have, like I said, when you ask me what's going on, I have things going on. I promise. I just can't talk about them. So maybe those things will have been released. So then we can talk about the process of those things and et cetera, so on and so forth. Excellent. You got it. You got it. Uh, and sit, yes, t- sit, sit tight with me for a minute. Um, I'm going to connect with you here offline in a second. I'm just going to go out with the credits. But uh, really, again, I appreciate having you, having you on. I mean, absolute joy. <laughs> absolute pleasure having you okay, on. Okay. Thank you so much. Everybody listening, please make sure you go check out Melanie Joy Fontana on Instagram. Melanie Fontana, uh, you can Google her. I mean, she's everywhere. Amazing, amazing human being and doing really incredible things and loving what she's doing and dedicated to the craft and doing it for all of you. So the respect is out there of what she's doing and solidifying her art in this world. Uh, So go support her. Go check her stuff out. Um, Reach out to her. Reach out to me if you want to reach out to her. I appreciate all of you guys. And just in general, just for like a kind of a, not a recap, but like something to think about is that, you know, in anything that we do, we we have to celebrate our wins. We we have to celebrate who we are and who we are becoming. And we have to do it unapologetically, but with tact and grace, but also like with confidence and like with, you know, sticking up for ourselves at the same time. There's a balance to the the journey because, um, you know, that's how we mold and shape who we are, who we become, and who we're really always born to be anyways in the first place before all the shit kind of got in our, some of our ways. So, you know, um, put yourself out there and and enjoy the process as much as possible. Believe me, it does feel weird sometimes. Uh, you're talking to two people <laughs> who clearly know that, uh, but um, it's worth it. And that's what's the most important. I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you for all the messages, all the sharing of all the content, all of sharing the uh, the podcast, all the ratings and reviews. I appreciate all you guys leaving. I mean, you guys are all leaving some incredible reviews. I'm so grateful uh, and how much this is becoming a movement. Hundreds of thousands of you. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And we are out.